Welcome in to Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. Special anniversary month still ongoing. Uh, but it's kind of a normal, kind of a normalish episode in that we are going to be looking at spoilers for chapter 87 of Dragon Ball Super. I am joined today by my friend Ray Sean. Hey Ray, what do you say? What's good? How you guys doing? All the same on my end. Also, welcome back to the show after a couple months off. He's uh, visiting his family in Barbados. Must have a real tough vacation life. GB, welcome back. Baby, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I want to be back there. Can't say I blame you, because then if you were back in Barbados, you would be, uh, you know, as the locals say, you would be shining bright like a diamond. But I wanted to... uh, God damn it, nothing on that, okay? We just talked for no. like a we talked you for a whole... You will never get that. You will never get that. No, I was that. just trying to think in my head, like, do they go randomly just start saying random Rihanna lyrics? That would, that'd be well, the local funny. in this case is Rihanna, because we're beautiful like diamonds in the sky. But like, we just did a whole ass pre-show for almost an hour on the Patreon, and I referenced the Rihanna line a couple times, and Rayshawn, excuse me, GB got really upset about how... um I don't know. I guess the fact that I was singing it. I, I don't know. We just talked about a whole lot in the last hour, to be honest with you. So um, if you want to uh, check that out, patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. But I think it's time for us to get to actual Dragon Ball discussion. You guys down with that? Mo's death. Yes. Rayshawn's been asking for a minute because he's hungry. He needs to go. We talked for too long in the pre-show. But and they just kind of throw me out there like that. But yeah, right. yeah. We so, always do that though. It's, <laughs> I mean, you guys usually throw me out there, but whatever. Let's not drag down the show with you guys making fun of me at this point in time. It's too early for that. Okay. Uh, we're gonna talk Are you about. Sure, we could do it. Shut the fuck up. We're gonna talk about eighty-seven drafts. Uh, we're, we're gonna talk about the translations that DBS Chronicles put out it's for uh, the greatest warrior in the universe revealed. So this was probably going to be a pretty straightforward episode. It's probably coming out fairly early in the week. Uh, there will be a special bonus episode. Uh, me and Rayshawn sat down with Black Boma uh, a couple weeks back. So that episode will be coming out later on in the week. So um, I say all of that as a way to say what you're hearing today. This is just us talking about the drafts that came out. There are no full-length summaries out yet, which is sometimes what I'll do for an episode. That's not that this week. Um, so it'll probably be a little light on this part of it, uh, and we'll see, uh, what the full summary gives us and we'll know a lot more. Obviously today's going to be a lot of speculation and guessing. So let me start, uh, with what these panels, uh, look like, what the translations are. So it's post battle with gas, Goku, Vegeta, and Granola are all kind of catching their breath afterwards. Goku says, guess we didn't do quite enough training after all. Vegeta says, we can't afford to have another embarrassment, another embarrassing win like this. Jita says, I'll hone my techniques even more. I promise I'll prove to you that I'm stronger than you, Kakarot. Whatever, dog. We get it. It's Vegeta ending an arc. Or is it? Goku responds, I won't lose to you either. And Granola then falls over. And they say, Granola, are you okay? You know? They pick Granola up. Uh, he says that he's feeling fine. Uh, hey, that attack must have put your body in really bad condition. Um, that's what Vegeta says to Granola. Granola confirms and says, yes, that attack costs the user his life. This is where I start to get a little bit annoyed with these drafts. Um, because then Granola follows it up with, I've probably shortened my lifespan even more. Goku responds, even more? I only have three years to live. This was a condition uh, to make me the greatest warrior in the universe. Um, Vegeta asks, does that mean that Gas made the same deal? And Granola says, probably, but I don't know how much he shortened his lifespan. Uh, Manito then walks up and wants to heal everybody. This is another annoying-ish part to these drafts to me, is Manito, the miracle character that keeps on giving. All right, so Manito starts looking at his own hands. And like wondering like about his power, I guess. Goku asks, what's wrong? Does it require too much strength? Granola says, it's all right. Don't force it too hard. 
Manito suddenly has this realization, no, maybe now I can restore people to their full strength. And then just goes a ha and puts up both hands and Granola is instantly healed uh, 100%. So pretty exciting. Manito's all of a sudden uh, really good at healing everybody. So much to the point that he instantly heals Goku and Vegeta as well. Mm. Uh, you got a thought ratio on you sound like you might feel away. I just wonder how he learned that, but you know, because it went from like not being able to do like minor cuts to like deep cuts to like I'm Dende level. I'm so glad that you asked because now that he's healed Goku and Vegeta as well, he says, I never thought my abilities would blossom at this age. It's all thanks to the many times I've used my powers today. Way to go, Gramps, says Goku. Uh, I wish I got this a little bit sooner. Uh, I guess you're right. Uh, and then we see Alec seeing what happens uh, right now. He's, he's seeing everybody heal up in the distance. And he says to himself, damn it, a huge miscalculation. That was the greatest in the universe. It's all a scam. I was a fool to trust those Dragon Balls. So, I don't know. Alec's feeling like he didn't get his bang for his buck on his wish. And then suddenly we see a spaceship fly overhead and Alec looks up and notices it and uh, he says open the hatch I must leave this planet as soon as possible so it's Alec's spaceship picking him up and uh, Vegeta says I, <laughs> I like Vegeta's observation here he goes hey looks like that guy is escaping alone and uh, Goku's like hey Alec are you going to leave your siblings behind Alex says, shut up. I don't have time for all of this. Besides, gas will be out any time now. I assume that means gas will be out of uh, time, you know, lifespan. And then there is the final page of these drafts. The four of them standing on the plateau, Goku, Vegeta, Manito, Granola. Uh, from behind, and all of a sudden, we see Manito is struck with an energy beam through his back, straight out through his chest. And uh, we know it's not from Alec, and it's obviously not from any of the three guys standing next to him. I will tell you, looks an awful lot like a finger bang from Frieza. Just tossing that out there. Uh, and that's the end of the drafts for this moment. So I'm assuming we're going to have a summary within the next three or four days, likely, uh, fully outlining the chapter. So this podcast episode is a little, or at least this part of the episode is not super evergreen, but... Uh, Let's let's see what you guys think. Rayshon, do you want to start? What do you think? Is it Frieza? Is it somebody else? My ongoing theory has been that Frieza is going to come back, probably most likely, kind of at the end, and just come and start finger banging people, basically, to do like you know, such a bad guy way of ending the thing. Like, why would I go over there and fight y'all when y'all at the strongest? I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until situation is right. I think the way he come in can also help him out too because I don't think there's enough beef between Goku and Vegeta to actually have them fight right there. Like, like if he came in right now, I don't feel like that would cause them to fight him. You think so Goku like, and Vegeta would be like, oh, Frieza's here. Why'd you kill Minaito? Oh, not cool, Frieza. Let's be friends. We're still cool. You think that's it? Like, I don't think that's going to be it. I don't know. I, I just don't know if they would. The Manito kill because the, I mean at the end of the day they were all after Frieza, at the end of the day. So I feel like him like yeah, him doing what he got to do is what he's doing what he got to do. If they want to fight too, he probably can. He probably and their their power level must be at a level. Oh, but he did fully restore them. I don't know. That's kind of that's that's kind of interesting. I don't know about that. GB, it might not think? be Frieza. You don't think, all right, do you, you think there's a possibility for it to be somebody else? It could be. A, nah, it can't be 7-3 because the way you just explained it made it seem like um, this wasn't a, another plan of um, LX. So he doesn't know this is about to happen. So he could die right here. So it could be gas just going off like, fuck this shit. You just going to leave? Yeah, it could be LX as well. I, excuse me, it could be gas as well. Um, although I think almost all evidence especially like given Manito's role within the group, the visual of the finger bang, uh, uh, a healer Namekian, like Frieza kills Namekians in his fucking sleep, bro. Like he lives to do that shit. 
GB, what do you think? Frieza, not Frieza, somebody else? Um, <clears throat> I'm kind of between uh, Frieza and Gas, honestly. I can see Gas sort of using it as like a last attempt because like, you know, he's probably super drained of his power right now or just, you know, in like a bad spot and is trying to get the mission complete, so to speak. But I could also see it being Frieza too, where it's like Frieza just comes out of nowhere and it's like, oh, I heard you talking shit. <laughs> like going to a, uh, a leg being like, yo, so I heard you talking shit. Allow me to, to allow me to show you the shit I'm going to bring to you now. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is what's, Frieza. What's the name of this title? The title title of this chapter? The greatest of the the greatest in the universe revealed. Oh, Frieza could have made a wish. This could be Frieza coming coming back after his own wish or some shit. After he didn't went around, because I also had this plan saying he could be going around getting those big dragon balls. And I was that just hit me because I was like, isn't this chapter welcoming like here comes the strongest or some shit? The real, the real strongest among us, or some shit. So I think that would be awesome if Frieza come and he has like a whole new form, or be like Ultra Instinct. I have the, I've surpassed that, or some shit like that. Oh, that that would be some epic shit. But then that would be making this arc way longer. <laughs> so I don't know which route yeah. this is going. Yeah, unless he just does that as like a scare tactic, like just to show Goku and Vegeta like how far he's gone, and then he's like, you know what? I will spare you this one time because you spared me in the Broly movie. That'd be and so Frieza. Leaves. Frieza wouldn't. That's not Frieza. I don't think yeah, Frieza would. But I feel like that'd be an epic power move right there. I mean, it'd be an epic power move if Frieza's like, nah, I'll keep you alive because I need you for A, B, and C. Like, if he, I guess if he gives him, like, I'm going to need you for the tournament of power, I guess I'll keep you alive. Okay. But then he repaid him for the energy stuff. So I just, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's no way it's not Frieza. Just given like the circumstance, the context, the visual, like it's like, how is this not Frieza? However, I, just I don't think he had come unprepared. I mean, none of us saw his goddamn spaceship approaching. I just, um, I could also see Toyotaro very easily going like, no, it's gas and he wasn't dead. You left him alive, Granola. Well, now you have no choice. And you know, whatever. Gas will have that moment where he realizes Elect was about to leave him for dead. Renola realizes, okay, no more Mr. Nice Guy. I'm going to finish off Gas. I'm going to finish off Elect. And that would be cool, at least, to, at least to get the arc done. I'm fucking so ready for this arc to be done. It's so that, fucking bad. You know, honestly, it does sound like a Toyotaro move, just because, like, you know, how we've all seen and through these arcs that like you know he takes a lot from the original dragon ball like dragon ball z and then reuses it because it almost sounds like the way you talked about it reminds you of selling gohan where like remember when gohan went super saiyan 2 and then he was like oh well you know um i'll be fine like he was like oh well i'm i'm powerful now no one can stop me and of course you know so was like oh well i'm gonna blow up it's it's killing it's killing den dynamic it's the same yeah. exact visualization it's it's all of it he just you got done who, healing everybody up and oh you have a healer you're dead know who we're forgetting about though who could also be pissed in this situation the siblings they could be like you're trying to leave right now gas is on the ground what but the they fuck? didn't shoot a lack i mean they shot Manito. i mean we, we're I mean, trying to figure out who shot Manito. Who shot, like who shot Mr. Burns? Manito too. So that means I don't think they like um Ganola or um Manito either. Because Manito did put him to sleep, so that would give him a reason to Yeah, I mean the one thing that makes me think it's Frieza over one of the Kitas is the I mean a gas especially. Like gas has done energy weapons or whatever. He's now done big versions of his fists and feet, uh, finger beams like that. I, I'm not really sure. I'm sure he has in in the 12 fucking plus chapters of action exclusive bullshit that we've had to look forward to throughout the course of this arc. I'm sure he's done some finger bangs, but the shot from behind killing an Amekian healer, it's definitely meant to make you think that Freeze is here. I hope it is. Honestly, I kind of hope it is. Only because 
I need something different to happen, and Frieza never fails to entertain me. I love Frieza as a villain. But like if if it's just gas like doing his final excuse it excuse me here gasp gas's last gasp Christ that's hard to say gas's last gasp shut up GB don't make everything sound so easy we'll see if that's enough for granola to be able to change his tune about deciding to leave everybody alive and turn on that revenge factor and finally I mean he has to at a minimum at least kill Alec Alec killed his mom he has, I think now that uh, Manito has been killed, I mean, in this scenario I'm talking about, if Gas also kills Manito, which, by the way, I've been lobbying for the death of Manito for a long time. Thank God. Worst roommate ever. Happy to see it come to fruition. I mean, excuse me, you hate to see it. Oh, poor old Namekian man, healing everybody up. Now he's dead. Just kidding. He's the fucking worst. Gas just killed him. That gives Alec a reason to kill Alec and Gas because they killed the two most important people in his life. So I guess from a storytelling perspective, as bored as I am with this, it makes more sense if it's gas, but I wouldn't mind the mix-up or uh, change of vibe in this arc if it ends up being Frieza. See, the only thing I don't like about Frieza, though, if it's Frieza, that means Frieza damn near snuck up on everybody to literally yeah. pull that out. That, that's, that's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, he's suppressing his key down to, like, zero. That's why I think the possibility of a fake out exists. Like, it, logically speaking, it doesn't make a ton of sense for Frieza to show up and nobody have noticed. I guess, like, you could make the argument they were distracted by the battle, so they couldn't, they weren't sensing his power level. I just feel like if Frieza showed up, you're going to notice. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, if you don't see his spaceship, you're going to fucking feel his enormous uh, power level or whatever, you know? His energy, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm just, uh, ready for it to be over. You know what I mean? That's really all I want. Any, uh, final thoughts about the drafts or predictions that you guys want to get out on the record before we move on here? Um, I don't think this is going to be the last chapter of this. Cause I've heard some people say, feel like this was probably gonna be like the last chapter. I don't feel like this. I feel like this already throws a little curveball into this. So you got to figure out how this is going to end. And basically is this going to be, um, gas's last chapter could be, cause I mean, it is on the ground. I would have liked to kind of see like another moment between him and Alec, but I guess Alec does seem more like the type of person who that moment still has to come because uh, we we just watched Alec visibly abandon everybody like to the point where Goku called him out like you're gonna leave your fucking guys behind like what's wrong with you it has to pay off at some point it has to that's why I'm like it's just I, I, I just hope something happens there especially his siblings because I feel like like god damn you gonna leave all of us here like fuck that so it would be interesting who this new person is though because it would be weird to just could be seven three, but then I felt like seven three was working with them. What was part of them? So it'd be so weird if um, Alec didn't know about that, or unless that was part of the the um the trick or something, so they wouldn't pay attention. So I don't know. It just yeah. seems weird to me. For what you just said, like you like being genuinely surprised and running out of the running out of there the way he is, like. Makes me think this is nothing, nothing to do with his own planning and nothing to do with OG73. So that that yeah, possibility that possibility doesn't even cross my mind. GB, you got any last minute predictions on this bullshit for full summaries drop? Nope, none at all. I'm excited just to see whatever is gonna be. Hell yeah, dog. Me too. Except not really, because now I'm probably inclined to believe that it's not anything about the end of this arc. So <laughs> Frieza, come on, Frieza. The movie comes out this week. Oh, yeah. Did you guys get your tickets? I'm getting my tickets this week. I'm just getting when the movie's out. I just do not believe it's going to be sold out. If it's sold out, I'll be so I'll be, I'll, I'll, will be sad. But I genuinely do believe that there is going to be a heavy um, increase of ticket sales the day of. Like, people are not, I don't think, if you look at the ticket sales online, at least in the theaters around me, because I looked at like six different theaters around me, both dubbed and subbed showings. It does, they're, they're not selling pre-sale tickets, dude. They're not. I bought my tickets. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday night. I bought my tickets on Thursday afternoon, I want to say. 
It's for a sub showing, okay, on a Friday afternoon. And I expected it to be almost nobody in the theater. I expected a few people, but like fairly open. There was two other tickets sold to the screening besides me and Mike and Warmer going. There was two other tickets sold, and they were not tickets that were seated together. They were like seated in different parts of the auditorium. So there's going to be four people who have bought for that pre-sale show. Now that's just sub during the day. I went and checked dubbed showings for later that night and the next night and Saturday during the day and Saturday night. And it's like that in most of them. It's like at most I saw like seven or eight tickets, I think, was the busiest pre-sale showing for a dubbed on like a Friday night. People will go see it. I just think they're going to show up and buy their tickets in person. But it's also not going to be like Broly. Like my Broly theaters were sold out both shows I went to. It was crazy for Broly. I don't gather Dragon Ball Superhero is uh, quite the same. However, uh, they got that Fortnite shit dropping this week, which I'm sure is supposed to be like some kind of promotion in tandem with the movie. So who knows, dude? Maybe it will be. They just haven't really promoted it that much over here. Like, that's a huge argument I've heard. It's true. They haven't done a really good job marketing it. But um, I think a lot of that probably... Well, maybe not. I mean, it doesn't really change too much. I was going to say, like, maybe the Toei hack kind of fucked things up for everyone's timetables or whatever, but they have done a poor, poor job marketing it, for sure. Um, But I'm going to see a sub showing on Friday afternoon with Mike Norm, and I'm going to see a dub showing on Saturday afternoon with a friend of the show... Victor O. Roman. Uh, me and him are going to see it in Providence. So it'll be cool. Like, I'm excited to see Dragon. My, honestly, dude, the big thing for me with this movie is it's the first time you can see Dragon Ball in Japanese in an American movie theater. They've never released Japanese audio for the last three movies. This time they're doing it. And I'm so excited to see Japanese Dragon Ball on the big screen in America. Oh my God. Guys, be happy for me. That sounds amazing. I'm happy for you. You guys don't sound very happy. But would you, when you say, do you mean like y'all never had the sub version of the movie? Because we've always had sub. Yeah, we had sub tier. Not for Dragon Ball. You guys had sub Dragon Ball where you grew up? In movie theaters. For Katsu No F, Battle of Gods, and Broly. They had sub screenings in your areas. Probably not for Battle of Gods and Resurrection F, but definitely for Broly. Really? I feel yeah. like, I don't know, because we've had them for, for at least the last four anime movies I went to go see. We have the dub and the sub. But were I don't know if that's those, all for... Were those anime movies Dragon Ball? But I'm not for sure. I don't know if I can remember exactly if Dragon Ball had both. Honestly, I, guys, I, think they would. I would be very surprised to hear that they had Japanese uh, subbed screenings for any of the previous three Dragon Ball movies in America. Maybe for Broly, if they had them for any of them. But even then, I would be fucking shocked, dude. I would be shocked. So It probably doesn't sell that much in Japanese here. No, it doesn't. But I don't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it ain't about money for me, them. baby. I need. I want to go take my... Dra- the way I prefer to experience Dragon Ball is in Japanese. And this is the first time I'm going to be able to experience it on the big screen in Japanese. Not sitting there listening to Sean Schemmel and Chris Sabbath fucking... Dope up my two favorite characters, you know what I mean? But does your ten dollars compete with the millions they can make? You know what I mean? I don't know if you I'm not saying like you're the only sub person out there, but I just don't no, feel it. But like they know how to uh mitigate shit like that. Like for every one sub showing, they have like three dub showings. Like they know how to do the math. They're not doing like multiple sub showings at seven o'clock on a Friday. They have a sub showing at one and three, and then they do dub the rest of the day. And usually, you get a lot of showings of anime movies because that's one thing we don't get. It's like weird. You get like weird times for anime movies here. And then it's mm-hmm. like they only out for a while. Yeah, no, the release schedules for them have been very limited. And it, it's always been that way with Dragon Ball. It was like that with the Demon Slayer movie. It was with that with the My Hero Academia movies. It's like it's in theaters for the week of this. And like, you know, that's it. And even and then, then it's like, like they only do like one or two screenings of uh, at each theater per day that it's there and then if it's really successful maybe they'll do that for another week like that was the last my hero academia movie it was a pain in the ass I was, and that's how it'd be for me because it's like either you can make 
the sub showings or the dub showings because they're just so weirdly spaced out. They did. I'm pretty sure me and Kelly went and saw the sub showing for the last My Hero Academia movie. Uh, I know I've seen My Hero Academia in Japanese on the big screen, but. And I love that show. Don't get me wrong, but Dragon Ball is my heart. And I can't wait to see my Japanese heart up on the big screen, bitch. I'm going to be like, oh, Goku. I'm going to be like, hell yeah, I know what he said. Kind of. Also, if I didn't, thank God for subtitles. That's cool. Yeah, I'm going to watch it right after work. Gonna be cool. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good weekend. So uh, make sure you get your tickets if you haven't bought them already. Pre-show or excuse me, pre-sale tickets are uh, pretty plentiful. I will say. Actually, you know who did a big video about this whole lack of marketing for uh, Dragon Ball Super is friend of the show, Geek to One Hundred and One, did a whole video about how, for whatever reason, the marketing for this movie has just been less than the last few movies. Um, I did not watch it, but it was recommended to me because that Geekdom video, at least for like Dragon Ball Super Dope standards, uh, took off a little bit. Like you got a few thousand views. So people who have checked out that Geekdom interview had a lot of nice things to say. Uh, mostly new people checking out the show for the first time. So it's very cool to um, have been able to reach so many new ears. Hopefully some of those people stuck around for the following episode, which would be me talking about how grateful I am to talk to their ears. And now here I am doing it again. So uh, that's all a long way to say. I got to interview Geekdom last week. And, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of the new people had nice things to say. Some of the old people, though, people who listen to Super Dope and have been for a long time, a lot of them were very confused that I talked to Geekdom. Why are they confused, Kyle? Yes, please explain. Why do you think they would be confused, guys? Because, you know... It, it, to me, it feels like you went this creative route to trying to figure out how you would get geekdom on your podcast. So you went the route of, I'm going to call him an asshole and all this shit, like, and see if I can get his attention. And then somehow you did, and then you got the interview. Because I get the opinion, because I've always thought you disliked geekdom. And then it's I'm like, not going to lie as well. <laughs> I also thought that. So then it's like, oh, no, I never hated Geekdom. I just didn't like some of his opinions. So I was like, oh, okay, now that's the route you're going. No, you dogs. Change it up. Listen, without getting into the long back and forth of what happened in the year of 2019 regarding a certain convention in our fandom and people who were or weren't invited and people who were or weren't booking entertainment and panels and all that for that year, I don't want to get into all that back and forth because back then, okay, it seemed like I was getting, um, I don't know, blacklisted a little bit, a little bit of the short end of the stick on getting my foot in the door with a lot of people. And I guess in reality, I was fighting a war with um, my own brain and it wasn't that people had me blacklisted or whatever. They were just like, yeah, we don't really know who you are. So even if I had all these mean ass things to say about geekdom back then, which, by the way, I had a few because I was, again, feeling like this guy put me on a blacklist for this thing. Uh, I was pissed. But once I came to this realization about it, I was like, I'm just going to take these down. This isn't helpful to anybody. It just pisses off his own fans if they hear it. Stuff like that. Now, over the last few years... I've never said that the guy makes bad, like, Dragon Ball deep content analysis, because he does wonderful fucking Dragon Ball videos about, like, historical stuff with Dragon Ball. Anime, manga, whatever it is. I've never said he doesn't. What's always bothered me the most about Geekdom, and I wish the video was available to everybody so that way they could see the look of disgust on Rayshon's face as he takes his glasses off, and he's just like, this motherfucker Kyle... The thing that always pissed me off the most about Geekdom, and I said this to him in the interview, was like, yeah, dude, I've seen you pop off on people on Twitter. I've seen you do some stupid shit on Twitter. And he came off this whole thing like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get better about it, blah, blah, blah. I try not to engage as frequently, all this shit. So my biggest critique of the dude for the last few years has been like, you're literally at the top of the pyramid in terms of Dragon Ball content creation, 
why are you sending all your fans to go beef with some fucking nobody who has 20 followers on Twitter? Like, who does that serve? What are you doing? You look like a fucking idiot when you do shit like that. And weirdly, he brought that up pretty much unprompted in our conversation last week. And it's cool to hear that he's working on getting better at stuff like that. I, too, am trying to get better on just choosing to not engage with the idiots in the comment section because I've wasted a lot of time doing so, and it's not beneficial or constructive for anybody involved. Um, the only other thing that I've been like, I was a little bit um, like a, a, a dick toward geekdom about in the la in recent memory. Okay, mind you, all the shit everybody thinks that I hate him for is, is from back in like 2019. Okay, and again, I told you very brief version of the story. It seems a lot of it was in my own head. But current day geekdom, stop being a Twitter bully. And then I didn't really believe leaks for Dragon Ball Super Superhero. From either him or DBS Chronicles. DBS Chronicles, the guy who we just read the translations from, typically a very reputable source. The way that motherfucker leaked shit for Dragon Ball Super Superhero was, I want to say cryptic is the word I want to use. It wasn't even cryptic, though. Like, I understand the source and the leaks that he had. I know the material that he had. He could have been so much more forthcoming about his leaks. But he didn't want to get sued. I get it. So we had to be very creative about how he chose to share information about the leaks that he had. The way he shared them, though, to me, as an American, reading his content from somebody based in India who has this, you know, translation of a Japanese, whatever. I, I just didn't believe him. It looked like he was just making very vague, educated guesses to me and was like, well, whatever, the movie will be out next week. So even if these guesses, vague, educated guesses that don't really point to much, if anything at all, if they end up being nothing, it doesn't matter because everyone's going to be busy talking about what actually happened in the movie. All of the shit that I just said was mostly about DBS Chronicles, but because Geekdom was also leaking stuff at the same time as him, I kind of lumped him into that whole rant as well. Did he leak anything that wasn't? Who did Geekdom or DBS? DBS. I mean, then no. they leak. Same no, no, no. They nope. DBS and Geekdom's leaks were a hundred percent accurate, but I didn't believe any of them when they first leaked because I was like, "Bro, what? None of this makes sense." The marketing for this movie has so not suggested. You just a hater. That's what you just a hater. I I guess. I mean, is, I mean, is that what you would call it? Why would you say that? It's. It, I kind of. It's. I don't know. It's like, why would you? Because first you came out saying, "Well." DBS Chronicles is a reputable Dragon Ball source. And then Usually. he was like, then I thought he wasn't reckonable because of like the information he's given. Like, I, it just seems weird to be like, what, what about it was like, this is not true. You know All what right. I mean? Like, yeah, no, 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 you valid, question. Like, valid question. The reputable source part of it, right? When I say reputable source, I mean, he's a guy who draft, who does all the draft translations every single month puts them out right on time as they're available, puts out factual information. Every once in a while, he'll do this, his own version of doing a little trolling and like retweet a fucking uh, fanfic thing and like kind of allude to the fact that it could be a spoiler or it's canon. And like, if you've got half a fucking brain as a Dragon Ball fan, you know, oh, he's, he's kidding. That's a joke. I think. But the problem with what I just said is if you have half a fucking brain as a Dragon Ball fan, most Dragon Ball fans would literally murder the three of us so that way they could have half of a brain to be able to assess that this would be a joke. So that perpetuates bullshit amongst the community. Every once in a while, he'll do something like that. This is completely unrelated to the Dragon Ball Super uh, superhero movie leaks, okay? And I've said to him before, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you have all these reliable leaks and, like, sources and translations or whatever and then every once in a while you do something like this and i know you're kidding but like 14 year old kids on the internet they don't know and they go out there and retweet it and it becomes fact and you just sit there laughing that shit pisses me off about dragon ball uh, chronicle dbs chronicles does that I make know? i interact with him on social media i mean i don't know him in person he lives in fucking india but does that make me a hater to be annoyed by that part of his personality after all the things that i just said about him if you, mm, I don't think I wouldn't so. say you exactly a hater. The more you explained, but how you first explained it, I, I felt like you were a little bit a hater. Okay, so glad I'm glad I got to clarify that. So when it came to the Dragon Ball Super superhero leaks, 
it wasn't that. So why would you like did like? Why was I not believing him? So what was him? the whole not liking geekdom? So what was that about? I'm not telling that story. That story is way too long, and we're not going on that route. All right. Because because th- there are so many more people involved in that story that aren't geekdom and aren't me. So okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess we'll talk about that a different day. We'll talk about it a different time offline. Even Patreon, like I wouldn't want to talk about it there either. But maybe I have. I don't know. Maybe I have. I don't. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Um, that's so, that part okay, of the story. Let's get to this. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you like Geekdom now? Uh, I definitely view for the record. A- yeah, I like them. Sure. I mean, we talked for three hours the other day. An hour and forty of it made it to the Patreon, or excuse me, an hour and forty of it made it to the podcast. But we talked for a long time after we were done and just talking about the community in general and other content creators in the community and, you know, our run-ins with them or experiences with them. And uh, people go after that guy a lot because they think that it will bring them some attention. I feel like... um, with all the minor shit I say uh, or have said about geekdom in comparison to the people who have actively tried to make social media or YouTube careers about trying to drag him through the mud or whatever, my off-the-cuff comment once every couple months about geekdom is is really not a big deal in comparison to those types of people. So um, I'm no fool either. Like, obviously, uh, a good relationship with that dude is better for me as a Dragon Ball content creator versus not having one at all with him. So do I like him? Yeah, I mean, he definitely changed my opinion as uh, on who he is as a person. I always thought he was very arrogant and very, like, assured of how much he knew. But he's actually very humble and very polite and very nice and was very, uh, uh, very welcoming with his time and how he answered questions. And we had a blast, dude. We had a great conversation. So I, I don't know if that kind of helps people understand. Because, like, I didn't announce that I was going to be talking to Geekdom on the show. Like, I, if I have a big interview coming up and I know that it's going to happen, I'll, I'll typically tease it in episodes. So when it dropped, everyone was like, holy shit, what? This time I did not hint at all because this will have been, this was the third time I've scheduled something with Geekdom. And it finally happened. The first time happened in early 2020. We were supposed to get on a podcast and scheduling, I don't know, didn't work out. Same thing earlier this year. Like, I want to say maybe in February or March of this year. Same deal. And then, uh, yeah, I figured maybe i try to make it happen again for your anniversary month. But I didn't want to tease it in case it didn't happen because there was a very real chance that he was going to ultimately not make it again. So um, that's why I kind of didn't say anything about it. Kept it close to the chest, whatever. Uh, yeah, in case it didn't happen. There's nothing worse than saying you're going to have a guest on and then ultimately they don't show up because you look like a fucking liar. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, any other clarifying questions? I mean, Rayshon's the person that I wanted to make sure asked the clarifying questions and I feel like we've done a good job, but I wanted to ask Rayshon for two reasons. One, uh, he was very upset that I did not shout him out on the Geekdom conversation. And two, you're like a low-key geekdom stan, I found out, leading up to that interview. Yeah, I, I've watched all majority of his videos, but I found mm-hmm. geekdom probably a few years ago. And mostly every time I watch an anime, I always go to YouTube and try to learn more about the anime. So I was kind of pissed that you did the interview, and you didn't even shout me out or anything, you know? We could have been like, you know, I know a creator who might not be as big as me but you know it's better than me that would love to have you on on the podcast and that would have been amazing you know i would i would have done it for you kyle oh yeah do you want to invite uh john stimmick's brother on dragon ball super dope so i could talk to him about how he voiced bergamo or do you want to have him on your show so you can fuck up your sound input again you know that that's bullshit. But yeah. I mean, if you wanted to be on the call, you could have just told me. I would have been like, "Hell yeah, Kyle!" Oh, did you already talk to him? Not yet. Hmm. Do you want to talk to him when I no. talk to him? No, I don't want to talk to him on your show. Talk to him on my show. Oh, um, uh, okay. I'll see if that happens. 
Rayshon Gatson anime podcast now available wherever you get your podcast: Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places where the podcasts live. And I only have one episode with bad audio. I don't know why you're, you're trying to make it seem like all my episodes are like that. Because you hit me up in a goddamn panic when that episode happened. Because you talked to John Stimmick is a good prof- high profile uh, guest, man. I was just mad because no one told me that my mic was messed up. I feel like if someone would have been like, oh, you know, your mic sounds kind of uh, messed up. I threw on the call or something, but and I didn't know if, if Paul could fix it, but and it got to the point where I just had to release it. Anyway. You did that shit with Getcha, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. His uh, his audio was messed up too. Yeah, I noticed. You know, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel, right? How does it feel? Uh, all I'm gonna say is, not everybody's gonna be overly honest with you like I am. And you know what? I'll never let your audio sound bad. Is all I'm saying. If you want to be on the call, you can be on the call, Kyle. Is that what you're asking me, or is that what you're saying? Because I'm just a little bit confused, a little bit. I know my audio was bad on that episode. I feel bad about it. It it makes me feel... And the only reason is because I switched to using Skype instead of Zoom, and I didn't pit my mic as the the main mic. Because on Skype, it automatically makes this my mic. And so I thought Skype would do the same thing, and some reason it was coming through my headphones and I didn't notice until I'm listening to it and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, oh, damn. I'm sad for you. But you know what? That's the life of a podcaster, baby. That was my first conversation with uh, Masako X from Team Four Star. He, he didn't want to, I don't even think we had Zoom. I think it was that early into the pandemic. I didn't have Zoom yet. I didn't use Skype. He's like, oh, I usually use Discord. I'm like, all right, word, let's use Discord. And I did not pick the right microphone when I hopped on the Discord chat with him. And it's just my external microphone, noise gate, super fucking loud, bro. And I'm just like, yeah, uh, how about Gohan, Goku? And he's like, what? You like that I voice Gohan and Goku? That's that's cool, man. <laughs> like, embarrassing, man. I've been there. But you know what? Trials and tribulations of a podcaster. But it's funny because that's how I got my interview with the brother, Mark, because uh, John hit me back up. He was like, well, you know, I'm his manager. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, funny as hell. Because, you know, I, I I have his phone number and shit. Oh, shit. Y'all friends now. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of the coolest people. Once you talk to me, majority of the time you're going to like me. Yeah, that's not today for me. You and I are not hitting on it today, dude. I don't know what it is. I don't have a problem with you, Kyle. Maybe tomorrow we'll do a better job together because Mondays we record the advice pod, you know? But the advice pod, we're way more likely to yell at each other. It's half the fun. I'm supposed to come, come up with the shit tomorrow. Yo, you got outlines, dude. You got any uh, You got any teases for po- posts that you want to use? I haven't even thought about it yet. <laughs> to be honest with you, I got to do it. Try to whip something up in the morning or something. Uh, advice pod launches second week of september i forget the date fifth to sixth seventh somewhere in there we'll let you Whenever know it release it release i can't wait for the um the logo yeah having our buddy already work on that right now i still have to grab pictures from kelly actually that's the last piece of the puzzle to submit uh gb what's going on in your podcast world man not ton i assume because you just got back from a elongated vacation right yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't really been on any podcast, and most of the podcast hasn't really happened. We're still doing adventures, apparently, so definitely you should give it a listen on anywhere that has a podcast, and silvertongueaudio.org, because uh, that is literally his uh, Paul's website, uh, which, by the way, Paul does edit for Rayshon. Ain't that right, Rayshon? Yes, he has been editing some episodes for me. I think probably the last 11. So if you guys have liked those the last 11 episodes... Well, I'm still the voice, but he edits them. So if you guys need somebody to edit them, you should reach out to Paul. He's pretty decent. Great advice. Silvertongueaudio.org. Check out Paul's website if you need help editing podcasts. All right, that's going to do it for Super Dope this week. I, I, 87 drafts, so, you know, that's it. We'll get a full summary very, very soon. Uh, I wanted to turn it. Kind of talk about the Geek Demonio because it did catch so many people in this my audience by surprise, but um, people who have since tuned into the show because they found that Geekdom interview last week. It's a good interview. 
I feel like it went really well. Like we had a good natural back and forth. I feel like we agree on a ton of Dragon Ball shit. Like we're of like the same gener. He's a few years older than I am, but like we're of the same generation. You know what I mean? It's so um, it's kind of like when you actually get to meet the person, you get to see who they really are. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. You create opinions about somebody, but then when you actually meet them, you're like, oh, shit, we're actually the same person. You can only get to know somebody so well through their social media presence on, like, Twitter or Instagram or whatever. And for a dude like that with this big uh, fucking mark on his back for people to constantly want to blow up on. Uh, fuck, we didn't even talk about his whole transphobe thing, which I'll, I'll summarize for you really, really quickly in case you heard about it and you don't know what it is or what, what happened. Um there is a trans woman on Twitter who made a joke. Okay. So it was a previously a man who has since transitioned into being a woman. So a trans woman made a a tweet. This is somebody that geeked him is friends with is friendly with. She made a tweet that said, people say women don't like dragon ball. I love dragon ball. And like popped up like four dragon ball images or whatever. Real women love dragon ball. And geekdom just responded because geekdom knows this person is friends with them, knows they transitioned from being a man to a woman, and knows that this person is saying it as a joke. Like, only a real woman likes Dragon Ball or whatever. And he's like, wow, that's funny. So he just put Lamal, L-M-A-O. That's it. He commented Lamal on a fucking tweet that his trans female friend made about being a by the way who who said like i'm joking that i'm making a joke here and everyone's like well i'll geek him to transfer but i always knew he was a piece of shit so like geek them what do you, you don't because the joke is that she wasn't the joke that this person is making whether or not you find it offensive is a different story no, I, you, I need that what's the con because like you're saying they posted a tweet so let me let me read it to you okay it's from uh again a trans woman who says I am a girl that likes Dragon Ball. Yes, women who like Dragon Ball do exist. This person is a trans woman who made this joke to say, um, yes, I am a woman who likes Dragon Ball, but also with the understanding that, you know, they weren't born a, a man, or excuse me, they weren't born a woman, they were born a man, I think is the joke they're trying to make, and Danny thought it was funny and laughed at it. Whether or not you agree with the joke, it's a person that he's friends with. How is that a joke? Do real women not like Dragon Ball? I'm just, I'm so confused. It seems like he made a statement. He wrote a laugh at, maybe because I guess he knows he's not a man. But I guess you wouldn't, I don't see how you would know that he's like going after her unless, I, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. It's, he's, he's not going after her. That's he's what just, I'm but people make that assumption that he's going after her, and he's like, "Lamau, you're only saying this because you're not a, you know." People think that him laughing at this joke is him saying that she's not a woman. Is really what it boils down to. In reality, this person was making a joke at their own expenses. Trans people do sometimes, like we all make jokes at our own expenses. I think trans people have the opportunity to do that to themselves as well if they choose to do that, which is what this person chose to do. And he knows them, is familiar with them, laughed at it, and everyone's like, he's a fucking transphobe now. Like, I don't know, man. I, I feel bad for him. My point in even bringing that up was, that dude's got that kind of target on his back. Like, that big of a level where everybody just wants to see him fucking burn, you know what I mean? And I feel bad for the kid. I know I personally could never deal with that level of attention from that many people all at once. No way, Jose. My mental health is a fucking enough of a wreck as it is. I could never do that. But when he does pop off, now that like I have met him like in person and had a good three-hour conversation with him, having that as additional context to him as a person instead of just seeing him pop off on people who were trying to one-up him on Twitter because of that enormous target on his back, it was good to get to know the person and not just the Twitter account. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I, I wanted to talk about it because a lot of people were like, what the fuck? Did you give him a hard time? And I'm like, dude, do you really think I'm going to go into this podcast trying to pick a fight with the guy? No, I'd like to get along with the guy if at all possible. Well, I feel like that means you need to choose how you express yourself against other content creators a little bit differently. Because if everybody thought you hated him, 
I feel like that's something. You know what I mean? I'm not saying anything like it wasn't everybody. everybody it oh. wasn't everybody. Okay. It was a, a handful of people, and those people know who they are because they asked me about it. Oh well, never mind then. Yeah, some people were like, "Holy shit, how'd you that's do that?" I was surprised. I was like, "Damn, that's pretty good." I've been trying to get him on for two and a half years, so, uh, and it became close a few times. But like I like I said again, I didn't tease it this time because the last two times I was so fucking pissed that I didn't work out for it. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. This has been a really the programmer next. <laughs> Why did you suggest Seth the programmer? I just think that would be amazing because I I like all those guys. You get him, Seth the programmer. Or what was the swag Kage? Oh, I'll be like, what the fuck? He going all the way back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked. Me and him talked about it last week. Like, he's now with the power scaling community. Me, on the other hand, I think what the power scaling community does is. uh not for me, okay. I just, I you still, I still will get that if I can get that interview. You know how to reach out to him? I know how to reach out to fucking. I anybody. need, I need, to, I need to talk to you. <laughs> like, oh shit! Actually, there were there were a, a couple of people that I was trying to get for additional, and I'm not going to say who they are just because a it's a bummer to not have it happen, and b maybe it'll happen in the future. All right, now that I've reached out to these people, but. There were a handful, at least two that I'm thinking of, maybe a third person that I, I found how to get in touch with them and I've reached out and I'm hopeful to hear back from them to do some more special super dope episodes. But yeah, man, anybody, you can pretty much get in touch with anybody you want on the internet if you know what to look for. You need to know where to look, how to look, all that stuff. Uh, I worked as a recruiter for sales positions for a long time, so people who don't necessarily need a new job, but like every once in a while, their recruiter rings up their phone to be like, Hey, what's up? We got better pay. See, like those people don't always want to be bothered by recruiters, but it'd be my job to get in front of them. So, um, I'm good at getting in touch with people. That's what I do. This has been a weird episode. This has probably been the least structured Dragon Ball super dope episode that we've done. I don't know. Probably since my birthday at the beginning of the, at the beginning of the um even even then though we talked about dragon ball super superheroes no uh super dragon ball hero but uh this one had some old school ranty kind of super dope vibes that uh it was fun to recapture with you boys i appreciate you guys taking the time you're welcome man no problem rayshawn gb talk with y'all soon and make sure that you rate and subscribe to Dragon Ball Super Dope wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, all the places where the podcasts live. And we'll see you next time. Me and Rayshon yelling all the time. Super Dope. Hmm. I've been making this sound that I've been referring to as the Rayshon sound lately. You want to know what it is? What? Hmm. I don't make that sound. Yes, you do. I've never made that sound. Hmm. 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 Maybe. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Hmm. Hmm.